Hey, what's up, y'all? It's Whitley, and you're tuned in to another Wondering Whitley session. If you're looking at me on YouTube, I look a little bit rough, but it is, what, 5.56 a.m. I still got up at 4 this morning, even though I don't have to go to work. It's a snow day here in Dallas, so um, I don't have to go to work this morning. We're actually off. We don't have to do Zoom or nothing, but I still have my alarm set, and I have things to do today and it's crazy because I was going to take off today anyway so um it it was perfect <laughs> it was perfect the way it lined up but I still want to get my day go ahead and get my day started so I just got back from the gym um but I wanted to go ahead and make this video because once my day gets started and stuff I don't you know want to start and stop and plus I did have something on my mind so I made a video yesterday um, about the blind leading the blind and I addressed a lot of like just things that I'm seeing where you know it's easy for us to be led astray if we're listening to certain things and I took a lot of time to focus on like uh, relationships as well like if you're if somebody you're dealing with is you know listening to this or that person like that's to be something you should be cautious of but I, I still, I, I wanted to, I guess kind of, not over explain, but make sure I'm, I'm being very clear in the full context in which I'm speaking. And hopefully I can get back to a point where I'm talking as long as I want to. Like if you go back to my, some of my older Wondering Whitley sessions, like on Spotify or Anchor, I had very longer videos, sometimes an hour, depending on how long you got. I like these 30-minute videos, but sometimes I do have more to say, but I'm looking at my timer. So on this camera for YouTube, like both of my cameras only give me like 20, a max of like 29 minutes at a time to record. And I'm not in a, with, with, with Anchor, with the, how I'm using this app for my podcast, it doesn't really give me a time limit. Like I can continue to talk. But since I'm pairing it with what I'm saying on YouTube for you all who are our anchor or if you're here listening to me on YouTube on my actual camera that I'm recording, I only have like 29 minutes at a time to record. Now, I could stop the video and record some more, but that means that I would have to combine the videos together and I just really... Um, I'm not in a place where I want to do that right now because it already takes time to like upload it. It's just not the season where I'm doing that. So I just try to say what I'm going to say within that window of time. Um, and with that, some things get left out, like some details that I want to go on a tangent on. I'm looking at the time and I'm just like, uh, I don't want to do that. Um, but I also know that, you know, nobody's in my mind. And I know that when you're hungry for new knowledge and when you're seeking information or you respect what somebody says or you, you know, you're just looking for answers in your own life or just looking for conversations to validate or, you know, invalidate what you're experiencing. Sometimes you can hear something that makes sense and you want to go make life decisions, life altering decisions, or you, you start rethinking your whole world or like when, just naturally when we're listening to things like if we feel offended by it or if it makes sense or anything where it relates, sometimes when we're listening, 
we got to listen to something two or three times to get the full message or we get something different because sometimes our mind goes on a tangent about our own situation and then we come back into the conversation and we've missed some of the contextualization that may have happened. And so that's the reason I'm coming back and making this video too because a lot of what I said, uh, and I said this yesterday in a video, like say for example, you have, you're dating somebody and they are listening to toxic messages about women. They're listening to these people out here who are speaking out of hurt and anger. Or if you're a man out there and you, you know, the woman you're messing with is, you know, listening to these scamming women, you know, I said this in a video yesterday, that's not always a, a red flag at first. It is a yellow flag though. It is something to be paid attention to. It's not something that should be ignored. Um, and it can quickly turn to orange and then fade into red. Um, and, the, and the basis in what I'm saying in that is, it's a surrounding character thing. And I gave the example of if I'm listening to bitter women all the time, Am I going to be trusting of even a man, a good man that come in my life? Or am I going to put him through the ringer and eventually he can leave me and be like, wait, she way too jaded because I can relate to a bitter woman. It's not that what that bitter woman is saying is untrue because those are my experiences as well. I've been hurt by a man. I've been cheated on. I've been everything, you know, at the hands of a man. I haven't been physically, you know touched or anything like that but I you know I've had my fair share of of heartbreak with men so I can relate to a woman who's out here just bashing men that's the spirit of in the, the energy in which her her messages are coming from but I don't listen to women like that because that's not where I'm headed and so we the the point of yesterday's message was just to to make us aware of if we're going to partner with somebody, we have to look at how the information they're getting is fueling where they say they want to go. Because if they're saying they want marriage, but they're listening to somebody who doesn't have results in that area, and that's their main message, like they're not getting a balanced message from other places. Like I listen to a bunch of people. Like even people who I, you know, I didn't say any names yesterday, but even things that I critiqued yesterday, there are people that I still listen to. If they, if a, a video pop up and I can like what they're saying, but the thing is I get a breath, I get a buffet of different knowledge and experience. And then I also take time every single day to reflect on my own experience, reflect on what I think, you know, and some people don't do that. It's just like they hear something on a podcast or on, you know, YouTube, or they listen to an interview and like they take what they say is gold, you know, maybe because they have influence or because they talk with conviction. And even when I'm talking on here, even if you respect what I say, or you respect my opinion or if what I'm saying makes sense to you, don't ever take what I'm saying and then go make a whole life decision without running it through your student counsel in your mind without taking it to the board of directors of your own spirit guides <clears throat> excuse me you know that's that's something that you ought to make a practice like 
whatever you hear, even if some if it's somebody you respect, like there are YouTubers that I watch every single day to get new knowledge. And I love what they're saying and their lifestyle matches what they're talking about. I still temper their marriage message with how does that apply to me? Does this apply to me? Do I agree with that? Does it make sense? And if it does, okay, God, how do I take this message and apply it to my life? Do I need to do anything with this right now? And if so, how? If not, okay, well, you know, remind me to pull this out of my pocket when it's necessary. And so my hope is that you're also developing that practice. But speaking particularly on a video yesterday, say if I'm, uh, when I used to, I wouldn't say used to, I still the industry that I'm in and the track that I chose in the industry I am, I, I'm in is very white dominated. There's still to this day, like I can still be the only one in the room or a handful amongst a sea of white people. And so I remember certain things used to happen and I used to go to my mom a lot about it and talk to her about it. And my mom has a, a, a at the time, my mom at the time had a, you know, very linear perspective that everything I told her had to do with race. And it's not that I didn't feel like that was true at times. Like, but sometimes when I would talk to her, I would wish she wouldn't say that or I wish that's not where her mind would go. But I also knew that she was experiencing things at work, which that's the context in which she looked at it. And plus, my mom was born in the 70s. She saw her mom, you know, who was born in the 40s. So, you know, I understand my mom's context. But because I was first generation going to college and I went to a PWI, which is a predominantly white university, um, the program that I was in for my major, it was like a handful of us against among in the sea when I went to get my master's degree it was the exact same thing still in rooms now when i go to conferences and things again just because the industry i'm in like i'm still oftentimes one of many most internships i've had one on the staff like it's it's forever like that so it was certain things that like I would go tell my mom and that's immediately the lens she had and that's fine like because sometimes I felt that way but oftentimes I remember reflecting one day like looking back on a on a summer I spent that internship and I was calling my mom like every other day and I remember looking back at that time like dang I wish I wish maybe I wouldn't have called my mom every day and let her feed me that lens or like fuel something that I was probably already thinking but sometimes probably wasn't that and what I mean by that is that um you know and excuse me if you white and you're listening to this this is this is a real talk um because this this is this is just real talk so it's not to offend but I, I've come to understand working with a lot of different cultures, but especially white people, is that sometimes it's not as much racism as it, as it is cultural ignorance. And what I mean by ignorance, I mean that in the literal sense of the word, like just not 
knowing how this is done or how this is operated or that this can be seen as offensive and it's not intended to be racist. It's just a real ignorance of like, oh, they don't do that. They don't say it like that. They don't, they don't operate like that or they don't, you know, if they got a problem, they say it directly. They don't go and do this, 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 and that because that's looked at like this, this. Like, it's, it's, sometimes it's a lot of that. And so because I was talking to my mom who like every time a situation happened, it immediately went to the racist thing. Like that's the lens I, all, I, I was seeing everything through, even though I had this underlying intuitive knowing that um, I think this is just ignorance. But because too, my spirit wanted to go, yes, because they racist, like I wanted to be in that defense mode. It was hard for me to lend that grace. And so that goes back to like, because of what I was getting fed, I only had the capacity to see it in one way, even though I wanted to do it in a different way. I had the capacity to understand, no, this is just ignorance. I was being fed. No, this is racism. You know, like I, I didn't even though I wanted to do good. I wanted to see with grace. I wanted to be empathetic. This is all I could see. And so I, re I realized early on uh, when certain stuff happened, I don't need to tell my mom, my mom, my mom this or I don't need to put color on the conversation or I don't, you know, I need to share this with somebody else or just go talk to God about it. I remember making that decision because I was like at the time she don't she didn't really had a capacity to really tell me anything different and this really was her experience and what she really thought and sometimes I thought about that too but I realized okay if I'm talking about this I don't I don't want anybody to validate where my mind kind of naturally wants to go because sometimes it's really not that and I know that but I need somebody to validate that underlying knowing that's a little bit more silent than it's because I'm black. <laughs> like, and that's just real. And if you've been in different spaces and you've met, you know, different cultures and been in rooms, you'll realize that cultural ignorance exists over all cultural contexts. And sometimes it's not so much they don't like your race or anything. It's just that we do things, even the most simplest things from communication to how we work with one another to just certain things that are done differently. That if that line is crossed, even especially in the workplace, like it's easy to see it as it's because I'm a certain color. And sometimes it's not that it's just like they really are ignorant about like y'all don't. We all don't do that over here, <laughs> you know, so um, I'm saying that to reiterate. This is why what I said yesterday, like if you have a person who is feeding themselves one kind of narrative, but they're saying they want this type of result, even if they have it within them to be a good man, to be a stand up guy. If they're feeding themselves information that is not pushing them in that direction to see the full breadth of their results, they're going to have a very limited capacity to be able to produce different results than what they're being fed on a daily basis. I hope that makes sense. Like, it's the same way as if I want to be fit and fine 
if I come in here, even though I'm going to go work out every day, even though I have a mind to, oh, I want to be, I want to be fine. Like I want to feel good in my body. Even if I have that in my mindset, I have that capacity in my mindset. I go to go work out every day, even if I still go work out every day, but I come home and for breakfast, I'm having hot Cheetos and Takis and I'm coming here and I'm you know, just eating a bunch of fast, greasy, fried foods every day, what results do you think I'm going to see? Even if I'm working out every day and I have it in my mind, I want to be healthy, but but this is what I'm eating every day, which one do you think is going to win? Because if you know anything about fitness, you know that they say 80% of fitness is in the kitchen, is in your diet. And only 20% is you actually working out and maintaining. But even if those numbers were off, even if it just balanced out, it's like I wouldn't be seeing results. So it's like what I'm feeding myself in my actual diet is going to outweigh what I want to do or what I am going to do. You know, so a man can be treating you well. And I keep going back to the relationship context because I said also in my video yesterday when I first started these Wondering Whitley sessions, I was thinking about relationships a lot. I still think about relationships a lot, but I used the disclaimer back then, <laughs> early on, a lot that some of my messages were targeted to women who knew they wanted to be married, who knew they were preparing themselves for a relationship because these are the type of things sometimes that we miss or we don't think about when we're in our healing process or when we start dating that Sometimes it just takes a little bit more time to sit back, okay, and think, is this something that I need to pay attention to? So I just share the conversations. But women who are not in relationships who still listen to this or who are already in relationships who find value or who don't even want a relationship, you can still find value in these conversations. But I, I used to make it very... Um, very head on that very direct that this is the audience that I'm speaking to in this message and then I'll try to pertain it to different things so for example I use that work example because work is really close to me too but if you're already in a good relationship or you're not looking for one or you're not really looking to strengthen your relationship in any way you can relate it to your work experience this it still applies the principle at the end of the day applies to many areas but I'm being specific about relationships because this, this part affects you. One of the reasons I think about certain things is because I told, I've told y'all over many episodes, I used to smoke weed a lot. And I, don't, I think I tried to stop smoking weed since like 2013, 2014. And I always fell back into the habit, like just slipped up. I don't know if y'all been seeing those uh, new TikToks. <laughs> where somebody was like, I almost went to the gym, but when you, when you almost go to the gym, but you accidentally fall into bed or when you accidentally uh, cheat on your diet and what happens in the video is that they'll slip on like a little piece of lettuce or whatnot in the whole video. They like falling back for like, it seemed like three, four minutes. <laughs> and it's like, how you fall into McDonald's from your kitchen eating a salad? It's like those videos, so where I just kind of fall back into a habit where nothing really, you know, made me just fall back into it. I was choosing to do it 
but it was a very hard habit to let go of. And to this day, I'm, anybody who listens to this, if you smoke weed on the regular, it ain't got nothing to do with me. I'm not judging you for it. I don't see weed as bad. It's just for me and what I want to do and where I'm going. I didn't want it as a habit. Like, it's not something I wanted as a daily habit. And, I, and we had a chokehold on me. But when I decided, hey, this is not something that I want in my daily experience, when I got in part of my journey, I was like, man, like, even though I don't see weed as, as bad or anything like that, like, you know, I never know if I'll smoke it here and there, you know, like, I don't, I don't see it as a bad thing. I just don't personally want it as an everyday habit, like, but it it was, like, it was something that I did recreationally all, like, all the time, and I didn't want that, so... I remember at, at when I finally made the decision, I don't want a man who has this as a habit. And at first I was kind of on the fence about it, but then I had to understand my why. And my why was because the man in my life, when I, you know, choose a husband, he's going to have the most influence on me. That's going to be the most influential relationship in my life. Everybody may not think of their partner in that way or the relationship they're in in that way, but I do. Like, this is the man that I'm going to give myself to sexually. This is the man that's going to know my mind and my emotions intimately. You know, this is going to be the man who's living with me, seeing me at all, all ages, all stages, all seasons of even my cycle in a month. Like, he, he's going to know me in a way that not even some of my friends will know me because I'm not with them all the time and I'm not with them with them. And if you're looking at the uh, YouTube video, you know, I'm doing my hands, you know, I'm patterning my hands together. Like, I feel like our our partner, our our intimate romantic relationship is like no other relationship, even if you got kids. It's like no other relationship. That person knows that person on a more intimate level. And so I understand that if I choose somebody who he smokes every day, I'm going to have to, it, like, there's going to be a high chance that one day I'm going to come in stressed and, like, let me hit that. And it, and it then be rolls into a habit because sometimes with me, I'm all or nothing if it's always around. <laughs> like, and I know, I know my attachment style. I can have an addictive behavior. Like, that's why I don't have to work today, but I still got up at 4 a.m. today. A lot of people, I was in there to like five something, which usually I'm out by like 5.10. Nobody was in there still because it's a snow day. So a lot of people still probably slept in. I still got up because I'm so like when I get a routine, I like to stay on it no matter what, if I can, if it's not being disrupted. So I know my addictive qualities. I know my routine patterns. So I decided I was like, I don't want a man that does that because he's going to have a lot of influence and I don't want to always have to rely on my willpower you know, in my own relationship to, do, to, to not do something that took me a long time to break a pattern. And so I think of it as the same way as a man who's being heavily influenced by a man who is giving toxic, hurtful information and knowledge. If I have a man who's, this is what he's doing to feed his mind every day, but he's telling me he wants to reach this type of goal, I'm going to look at, okay, is who he listening to 
Have they reached that goal? Are they a good messenger? But he's feeding his mind that every day. That's going to concern me because it's like there's no way you can be the type of man I want and expect. But this is your this is basically your Bible. This is your scripture every day. This is this is what you're feeding yourself. It's just going back to me eating me going to go work out every day. But me, me eating really unhealthy foods. It's just like I'm not going to have the capacity to really he's not going to have the capacity to be the man that even he wants to be. But especially not the man I want him to be long term. But these are the type of message. It's always going to it's going to be a cap on how it's going to be a cap on what he what he experiences as a man in a relationship, as a father, as a man who can treat me well and as a man in his own growth. Because he's listening to somebody who's not growing. And I hope this makes sense. So I, that's all I have for y'all. I just wanted to, you know, kind of put a cap on the relation, on the, on, on the conversation yesterday. Because, you know, if you're listening to this, again, I understand that when you're hungry for knowledge, which I love because I'm always hungry for knowledge, that sometimes we can listen to something and start feeling bad or start rethinking all of our decisions or start making life-altering decisions or start acting funny in our relationships if we're already in one um, or start shaming ourselves. And I don't ever want you to listen to my my content and feel that. I mean, you probably don't feel that way. Like, no, you know, I can't monitor how any of us feel, but... Those are unproductive mindsets and emotions to keep once you leave these 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 sessions like it should. My messages are going to challenge you because they challenge me. The things that I think about challenge me. That's why I tell a lot of my own struggles and my own stories, because I'm still working on these things. I'm not perfect or there are things that I have worked on. That it's like this is where this information is coming from. And so I want to do a better job of sharing why I'm saying certain things to give you context of where I'm coming from saying it. So then you can apply it to your own life if it applies. If it applies, if it applies, like if it don't, then the message is not for you. But I, my intention is that you leave with just a little bit more knowledge or even if you leave with affirmation or you leave just thinking about something or you just leave aware like, huh, I never really thought about that. I, I, I didn't think about why this or why that. So yesterday, I don't I don't want people to listen to it and say they are in a relationship and they got a man who's listening to this and then they want to throw the whole relationship away or they they start like, nah, F that and, you know, start thinking, you know. They they on one side or the other of the spectrum instead of just saying, okay, my my man does have a capacity to be great, but is this something that I need to look at? Is he is he open to listening to other people and is he doing that? Is he able to see why this person isn't the role model? Like you gotta take it, like you're in whatever you're applying this to. You're at that job. You're in that relationship. You're in that friendship. Like you have to listen to be able to listen to things and then take it into, again, the the board of counsel in your own spirit and then make whatever decisions you need to make. 
but never listen to me or nobody else online and then, you know, go make life decisions or leave that feeling shamed. And if you are, you know, people you are, and that's another thing, you are intentionally listening to people who make you feel just shamed and they don't offer no solutions or anything like that, then you also need to reconsider listening to those people because you can still be challenged but whatever somebody is saying should be you can you can you should be able to tell they're saying it out of love they're saying it out out of pure conviction not they're saying it you know to really tear you down that's that's a whole different energy and spirit you don't have to be torn down to get the lesson you can be talked to firmly your toes can be stepped on you know and you can feel some type of way but you can know okay that just kind of hurt my feelings or that made me aware that just challenged me in a way that I didn't, you know, expect to be challenged or I didn't want to really hear or I don't really want to make that decision. Like those two things can be true, but the message shouldn't really intentionally tear you down. But that's all I have for y'all. Um, you know, just look at everything in context. Be mindful of what it is that you want, where you are and what you got going and just know that whatever you're feeding yourself your diet is more than what you eat so whatever you're feeding yourself that's what you that's the future you're feeding and so we just got to understand that and that's a reality so if you're partnering with somebody and they're feeding themselves garbage but saying they want you know health you got to look at that so i love y'all so much and i'll see you on the next one